Strange how you never know. I used to joke that I lost sleep over all the amazing songs I'd never hear. Knowing how they can move us to a different time or a foreign place. New emotions, even. I wondered what experience I was missing out on simply through lack of exposure. I've discovered songs from no-name bands and dive bars along the outskirts of random towns I've since listened to a thousand times. Songs that stir something deep within my soul. Emotions drawn from experience. Someone else's experience. I once picked a guy up in Indianapolis at what looked something like an old converted military school, but it was probably never any sort of school. It could have been a factory or one of any number of things. I looked it up at the time, and it probably wouldn't be hard to figure out even now, but the only thing consequential about that part of the story is how sometimes a series of events flow into each other in a way that set a distinguishing tone from the beginning. As an Uber Lyft driver, there are sometimes things that shape my perception of a ride before the passenger even gets in my car. The rating is obvious. As drivers, we rate our experiences with the passenger the same way passengers rate their experiences with us. To be fair, this isn't always an accurate way to judge how a drive is going to go. About the lowest ratings I see on average are around 4.7 out of 5. I've had passengers with a 4.5 rating, but it's rare. Either way, I'd venture to say that as a rule, those lower ratings have been positive experiences. I'm almost always pleasantly surprised. A passenger's name can often elicit a knee-jerk reaction, because sometimes people will choose something expressive that reflects their personality and interests rather than their actual name. The name is really only necessary and helpful for the driver and passenger to verify they have the right person, but once in a while, the passenger apparently wants someone seeing their profile to know something extra about them. The first example that pops into my mind is Juicy Monkey Balls. I may have got the spelling wrong, but you understand what I'm getting at. Sometimes passengers choose to make a statement with their picture via expression, pose, or filter. In both cases, I've been misled. Juicy Monkey Balls was an extremely pleasant and respectful passenger. Yet I recently picked up a passenger who had their smiling grandkids on their lap in their profile picture. As soon as I accepted the ride and saw the image, I smiled to myself and even considered telling them when they got in the car how much I enjoyed their picture. I didn't get the chance. Their tone and demeanor helped me make the decision to keep my mouth shut and just get them where they were going as quickly as possible. Maybe they were just having a bad day. So back to the place that looked like a converted private school or factory. When I finally got to the main building, it became readily apparent that it was some sort of apartment building or living quarters. As I parked the car and looked back down at the app, I mused to myself how the passenger's image looked like a LinkedIn profile picture. It was an extremely polished and professional headshot. Knowing that such things can be deceiving, I waited apprehensively for him to emerge. When he did, he looked exactly like the picture. In a suit and well-groomed. He was friendly from the moment he got in, and I was immediately at ease. Sometimes as rideshare drivers, we can't see our passenger's destination until we've told the app that they are in our car. I believe I picked him up on the southwest side of the city and was taking him to the northwest side. I believe our conversation started with him noting that I had the same name as one of his sons, and shortly thereafter we found ourselves talking about Alaska. I don't remember how or why we got on that topic, but it isn't surprising given that I'll pick my passengers' brains on travel tips and destinations any chance I get. I love to ask people where they're from or what their favorite cities are. This gentleman was originally from Alaska and was surprised I'd been there. Beyond asking where they're from, I love to ask passengers that aren't originally from Indiana how in the world they ended up here of all places. The man began telling me a story that went something like this. 
He'd been married with something like 8 to 12 kids, and at some point, his wife had left him to raise them on his own. Working had him traveling occasionally, and eventually he found himself falling in love with an Alaskan Airlines stewardess. She told him that she would marry him and help raise his kids, but with the stipulation that they had to move with her to her native state of Ohio. With little hesitation, he agreed. While there, he started a roofing company that grew to employ hundreds of people and generate millions of dollars annually. He became rich. Very rich. But with money came temptation and vice, and he failed to repel them. He fell into a lifestyle of drugs, alcohol, and women, eventually losing both his marriage and his fortune. The next thing he knew, he was living on the street and defecating in a bucket. He was at rock bottom and suicidal until someone encouraged him to start the rebuilding process. He began serving the same kind of people he had become, while also working towards being a pastor. As he talked, I deduced that the place I had picked him up must have been a communal living space for recovering alcoholics or drug addicts. Eventually, I pulled up to a restaurant and we parted ways. Multiple times during that conversation, he would start choking up and have to collect himself, telling me at one point that it was just hard to talk about. I would reassure him that he didn't have to continue, but each time he would. And I'm thankful he did. I know there are parts of that story that I'm forgetting, or maybe remembering slightly different. It's been a few years ago now. Regardless, of the thousands of drives I've done, that's one that sticks out to me. What a story. I wonder how he's doing. If he's a pastor now. If he's fallen off the wagon. I always want more time with those kind of people than their destination allows, and would almost be willing to drive around for another 30 minutes or so unpaid just to hear extra commentary. I wonder how many amazing people and stories I've forgotten in the nearly 7,000 drives I've done. Like the amazing songs I'll never hear, I wonder how many amazing passengers will never get in my car. Between the conversations I have with an extremely diverse clientele and the quiet moments when no one else is in my car, my mind is inundated with thoughts. Thanks for letting me share them and for joining me on this introductory post. Feel free to comment or ask any additional questions about a particular experience or just my experiences in general on any of our social media outlets. The Ogreosopher. And now, a haiku. The greatest classroom in which I have ever sat is a vehicle. We deem those happy who from the experience of life have learned to bear its ills without being overcome by them. Carl Jung